If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this super awesome episode of hey, the Mind Pump. Everything is awesome. Oh, it's, it's so great. Look, for the first 40 minutes, we do our introductory conversation. So we don't talk a whole lot about fitness, but we do have a lot of fun. We started by talking about Adam's awesome dream. Find out who he has a crush on and how he expressed it in yeah. his uh, nocturnal emission Made nighttime dream. Made me feel a little weird. <laughs> I talked about my new food saver vacuum sealer purchase. Uh, I, I went to the store the other day, bought it, learning how to use this. Because I'm trying to ba- make all these meals throughout the whole week. And I got a whole shipment of butcher box coming in. And I'm going to use their ground beef to do this. So I'm going to put them in the vacuum sealed, seal them out and portion them out. By the way, right now, if you go to butcherbox.com forward slash mind pump, you will get two pounds of ground beef. Two pounds, Sal. For life, forever, and $20 off your first order. Um, then Adam went on an entire CBD rant. A lot of they're sprinkling CBD on everything, um, trying to make it effective. Yeah. Most of these products don't even contain any real uh, CBD. That's the problem. Yeah. Now our company of choice, if you want to use a hemp oil that the contains real deal that contains cannabinoids, we recommend you go to Ned. Now, if you go to helloned.com forward slash mind pump, we got something for you. You'll get hooked up. Uh, then we talked about Justin's baseball coaching. And why his arm is so sore. You haven't thrown I, baseball I'm around. I'm a little embarrassed by in it. A hole. He's also talking about giving the kids a healthy snack. I recommended skinny dipped almonds. Now, I have one of their small packets here. Let me read these macros. Remember, these are almonds that are lightly dipped in amazing chocolate. Here's the macros. 230 calories for one of these packs. It's about 1.5 ounces. 18 grams of healthy fat. 16 grams of of carbohydrates, only nine grams of sugar for the whole thing and seven grams of protein. This is a much better snack than the Twinkies that they tend to give kids. Way better. Yeah, that or all those popsicles and shit. Then we talked about how Mind Pump has been getting people laid now for a while. That's right. Uh, We are your wingman. Uh, Adam gives us a swimming update. Is he going to beat Ben Greenfield? I don't Hmm. know. We'll see what happens. And then we talked about Lane's hit list and why we think uh, some people should not be on there. Then we get into the fitness portion of this episode. Uh, the first question was, uh, if I have upper cross syndrome, so if my shoulders roll forward, I got bad posture, should I train my chest or should I avoid training my chest because uh, they think it'll make their posture worse? The answer may surprise you. The next question, uh, what are our favorite pieces of bro science advice? Bro science, of course, refers to pseudoscience claims that you hear from a lot of bodybuilders. That's where they get the term. Mm, derogatory term. Bro science. But is there some truth in some of the bro science? What are our favorite uh, types of bro science? The next question, what do we think about the product Sweet Sweat? And what do we think about other thermogenic body creams? These are creams you rub on your body and then it makes that part of your body sweat more. Is it doing anything for you or is it just crap? Yeah, crap. And the final question, uh, Justin, Adam, and myself are stuck in a Hunger Games uh, scenario, a fight to the death. I'm the Mockingjay. Who wins, who loses, and who eats the dead bodies? Find out in that part of this episode. Also, you have 48 hours left for our 50% off MAPS Performance sale. Now, MAPS Performance is the MAPS program that we designed 
for people who want to look and move like athletes. So you work on full-spectrum athletic performance. You're going to get stronger. You're going to get more agility. You're going to get more explosive power. And you're going to build endurance. So all those aspects of athletic performance are targeted with MAPS performance. It's half off, though. And you only got two days left, so make sure you act now. Go to mapsfitnessproducts.com. Use the code GREEN50 for the 50% off. That's G-R-E-E-N-5-0, no space. Again, 48 hours left. It's closeout. Go check it out. T-shirt time! And it's T-shirt time. Oh, shit. It's my favorite time of the week. (laughs) (laughs) We only got 20 reviews between both platforms, iTunes and Facebook. Okay. That's not enough, dog. Not enough. The winners are, for iTunes, we got LexiLou72, Day 7 For Facebook, Cody Littleton and Chaz Woodyard. All of you are winners. Send the name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Send your shirt size, your shipping address, your Instagram handle, and we'll get that right out to you. Have you guys used the fucking slingshot yet? Yeah, no, I'm all the time. Yeah. I love it. I use it all the time. I love Dude, it. Dude, I fucking yeah. love it. For the chest? All the time. Yeah. yeah. I it's actually helped love me it. get back into bench. It's just like uh, when I when I would use bands. It's got that same feel to it, where it, it it gives you the where you need the boost, but so you can you can overload your body the way your body you know strength curve is. Yeah, I did it. The, I did it yesterday. I was doing singles with uh, what was I doing three hundred, mm-hmm. and I just put the thing on and just slow and then. Oh, dude, totally helps you acclimate to heavy weights. Yeah, yeah it's, it's rad. I liked it. I've been using it like crazy. Have you? Uh huh. Hard to get on my arms though. I know. I had to go to the XL. I, I is that what it is? Back. Yeah. See, the, I got to get the XL. Yeah, the large wasn't working for me. It seems like it'd be weird and uncomfortable. It doesn't it makes you, know, you, you sit like this. All the way over your and biceps. Then, and then when you get in the bar, you have to like separate your arms to grab yeah, the bar. It is. It's strange. Yeah, I was going to say. You're kind of like a, a Frankenstein. It. But it feels tight. Yeah. Do you guys Do you guys remember every time you, you, like every morning when you wake up, do you remember your dreams or do you not remember them more often than not? It depends on if I, if I, oh, I forget them. It depends how I wake up. Um, but if I wake up and then go back to sleep, sometimes I'll remember them when I wake up again. Oh yeah. yeah. Like in the morning time. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? Do you have a bad dream? <laughs> no, I had, I had a, I actually had a really weird, I never remember dreams. It's rare that I, wait, remember. have you gone off cannabis? Uh no not right now oh, okay yeah no I'm, right, ha- right. I'm having cannabis right now okay. uh, no it's happening no but it's I just for some reason I just rarely ever remember uh dreams at all but I had this weird fucking oh I had a weird dream Dion Sanders yeah. dream oh. yeah I don't know why I was well that's the guy that used Neon to Dion yeah, I used to have a crush on him well it's yeah. funny you say that because that was what the weird part of the dream was so I had this dream. That I was in the the locker room and uh, I couldn't tell if it was football or ba- baseball or what we were what we were doing, but I was talking to him. I was like interviewing him, so it was like I was interviewing him, but I was like a reporter. It was really weird, and I I actually uh, got really close to him when I was interviewing him, and I and I bumped him with my dick. Whoa. And it was hold on, hold on a second. Well, wow. this is the oh, yeah. this is the weird part, right? Well, what, does, little, what do you mean dick what, bump? What's the weird part? The dick bump? No, or it gets weirder. <laughs> it gets weirder. So I, of course, like, I'm like a little brush by. Now, what makes me super embarrassed is that I have a hard on. Well, now, now that's different. Well, now let me explain why. I'll, th- I'll break this dream down for you <laughs> after, <laughs> after you're done. I think I understand. What's no, going on here. no, no. It was a very, very short one, and instantly oh, I wow, wake up. One. And when I wake up, it it it's one of those dreams that it felt so vivid and real that it takes me a moment to realize that it wasn't real. 
because I wake up with a massive heart on because I have to pee so bad. Oh. So it was one of those things where something I- something in real life is causing you to dream. Yes, like uh-huh. your like your desire to have sex with a man. No, right. no, 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 oh, no, no. I, mean, I had is, to go. He is prime time. No, I had to. I had to. I had to <laughs> so, pee really bad. Yeah. And so I had this uncomfortable heart on, and I had it in this interview. I'm talking to him, and I remember being aware of it in the interview in in the dream. And somehow it, it grazed him, and it just it fucking he Exploded. he got awkward. I got awkward. It was, and then I wake I wake up abruptly, and then so I think <laughs> what happens sometimes in dreams is that you'll have two and thoughts on ESPN the thirty for thirty. <laughs> yeah, like, weird. Yeah, weird. <laughs> Top 10. There's there's two, two thoughts will get combined in a dream, and your brain tries to make sense of it. It's typically what yeah. what tends to happen. So oh, don't try and science. You were probably dreaming. You're having a dream that you're interviewing him. We've been talking a lot about getting better with interviews. Deion Sanders, who knows why you dreamed of him? He is a, a handsome man. I'm looking uh, at his picture right now, so maybe that's why. I don't know. I, you know, I watched his 30 for 30. It's interesting you bring him up because, uh, like, we always talk about Bo Jackson, but then you go back and you realize what Deion Sanders did in his career was insane. It was insane. He was playing two sports at the same time. He's the only one that actually played them in season at the same time. Yeah, he got on a plane and yeah. flew over to the next yeah. And pissed off uh, all the baseball people yeah, cuz so. he he played football at the same time. So, so you did you have clothes on when you hit him with your Yes, dude, it was all the rest of the dream was So good. you got that close to him where you're like Poof. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, little bam. I I don't even I don't even remember like visually seeing it. It just I, you I, felt it. Yeah, I felt it. And mm. then there was this awkward moment. Now, what part of his body did you touch? His yeah. thigh. So it was your, your you hit him right in the thigh. Yeah, upper or lower thigh. Uh, I don't remember. Okay, yeah, I've had one of those. Wasn't that, wasn't that clear of a <laughs> with, dream with this good friend of ours, this girl, and and then so you see in real life you see them. You know, was I'm imagining it'd be really awkward if you see Dion now. Yeah, uh, like, I feel like, like you, you were going to tell us something about a dream and you took it back. Yeah, I did. I, it wouldn't. Be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you had a dream that yeah. you had sex with a girl that you know. No, like I, it was an inappropriate thing. Like I. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I walked in on her changing, you know, she's naked. And then I was just like, oh, hey. And then I saw her in real life and I like, gave her a hug and I felt like ashamed. That yeah. you saw her in real life? Yeah. I mean, in your dream? That yeah, she yeah, yeah, yeah. And I look, I couldn't look at her the same. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. I, you just reminded me now. I had a weird dream last night, too. It wasn't nearly as weird as yours, but my dream, I was trying to get away from the Mexican drug cartel. What? I don't know. Wow. They were after me, and I had a fucking, and I was trying to find a gun to fight back, and the whole dream, I'm hiding out and firing back when they find me, and then I woke up. How weird is that? Did you break it down? No, that's it, dude. I was just fucking, you know, I think I was like a- Let you you borrow the dream running from? I I don't know. I was probably just a superhero again. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, fighting crimes. Yeah, you know, normal stuff. I think sometimes we just overthink the shit stuff, because I'm pretty sure that uh, we were just talking about interviews. I know we have uh, Ricky Williams on the uh, calendar. Yeah, and you had already a physical hard-on from having to pee, and your brain just inserted it into the dream. Right. No pun intended. Yeah, and then it instantly, yes, I, I it was so it was so such a short dream. I wake up right away, and then the thing that got me that I thought was hilarious was that because I my body felt that in the dream that when I came out of the dream I still felt that urge to have to pee so yeah. bad that I had a heart on yeah. that if it, it made me had the moment of like did I just bump. Yeah. Deion Sanders with uh, my dick. I hate th- those. Have to be the word like the the pee hard ons. Those are terrible mm. in the morning. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You're, what's the weirdest place? Sorry, Doug. We're gonna go here. Yeah, we are. Where's the weirdest? Story, the weirdest so. place you've you've gotten an erection? As an adult, uh, I, I don't told care. you guys Anytime. it was at a funeral. Was, <laughs> <laughs> I told this already. I swear, I told this. I was at a funeral and I was like, it it didn't make any sense because I was like, 
I was obviously sad. You know, it was like somebody <laughs> who, I knew who died. I think it was. I, I don't even remember somebody's mom or something. Like a, terrible. Yeah, like it was horrible, right? And and I'm just sitting there and like just kind of you know to myself and uh and then you get that little like oh and then you think about it like the ting and I'm like huh like what spider sense and then I just like crossed my I didn't know what to do like I just How had to stay you? there I was probably that, dude that's the thing I was like 19 or 20 or yeah. so oh yeah, so you was, were like, an raging. adult yeah oh it was raging that's terrible yeah, it was awkward yeah I had uh I'll never forget this it used to happen to me it happened to me more than once it, when I used to go to work with my dad his work van vibrated so you know as you're driving and it was in the morning when you wake up, and I in in the fucking I'd sitting there with my dad driving. And I'm in there. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> Very confusing. Yeah, had a Very lot of confusing. church boners too. I'll be honest. Well, that's, yeah, that's what? Fun. Yeah, I mean, come on. We're there like forever. You know, I'm sitting there that's like a, drawing and trying to like pass the time. That's cause, yeah, your mind wanders. Yeah, and then like all of a sudden I'm like, uh oh. You know, and then we have to stand up and sing, and that's a problem. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I thought I'd share that one with you guys. I thought that was really weird. No, I never I remember that. my dreams, and the fact that I remember that one, I had to share it. because That it was, was this so, weekend? That was literally yesterday. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's, it was uh, weird. Dude, I went to... Uh, <laughs> uh, have you guys ever used those uh, those vacuum sealer machines? Food savers. Yeah. Yeah. You guys use those? I, yeah, absolutely. I have So how do you... Do you have one too, Justin? No, I haven't. Uh, how do you use, use yours, Adam? Do you use it still? What do you mean? How do I use it? Like, what do you? How do you? Because I, I just got one. They're really okay. simple. You, you, you they come on a roll. You slice them. You, you seal one side of them. Then you put the food in it. Then you seal the other side, and it sucks the air out when you. Now, get it. yeah, but what do you use it for? Just when you buy food in bulk to to separate it out, type oh, of deal. I, I, I originally started using it for marijuana. Oh, okay, keeps yeah. it fresh. Yeah, yeah. So we would, we if we, you know, we would harvest. Uh, you know, we were harvesting over a hundred pounds of marijuana, and obviously, I, I can't possibly smoke or even distribute a hundred pounds of marijuana overnight. So, not to say you haven't tried, yeah, right. that would be impressive. Right. You never succeeded. So, yeah, we used to uh, we used to vacuum. You know, wait till it's cured and and perfect, right where you'd want it, and then we'd vacuum seal it and stack them in store. What about for food? Do you use it for food? Yeah, now? no, I use them for food too. And we would like so Katrina makes uh, we make the chili in big bulk. So some of the dishes that we make in bulk. Uh, we would do that, but the oh, way- so chili, even yeah. with the liquid and everything, sure. So you put it in the bag, you vacuum seal it. Do you freeze it or yeah. put it in the fridge? Freeze it, and then when you want it, you defrost it, mm-hmm. and then what do you do? Cut it out of the bag and just warm it up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's what we're trying to do because uh, you know we get our big butcher box uh, shipment in, and the the ground beef and ground uh, comes in the like one pound. Did pack you hear what they're doing this month? Yeah. They're given two pounds of free, so they. Oh they're, no! Oh, f- for life. Yeah, ground yeah. beef for life. Two pounds of it. Forever. Plus, Plus it's like the, the bacon thing yeah. they're doing, but now ground beef. Yeah. Two pounds, that's substantial. Dude, I, I love this company. They run crazy promotions. So basically, you sign up, you get your $20 off, and then forever, as long as you're a member, ground beef, two pounds. Yeah. So anyway, what I was going to do is Taco because Tuesday. I'm going to start prepping my food like crazy, and you know, I'll, I'll make the ground beef or whatever, and I don't want it to go bad, especially if I use half a package or whatever. So then I'll just vacuum seal it, put it in the fridge. But the other thing I'm going to do is I'm going to take all my meals – portioned out and I'm going to vacuum seal them after I, after they're done, they're cooked and everything. And I'm a vacuum seal. So I'll have like 20 meals in the freezer. And then when I want one, I'll take it out defrost it. And then I could just warm it up in the microwave just to, just to portion everything out. Now, do you, do you know how much better that is than just flat out putting it in Tupperware and freezing it is? Cause I know that you, you, you pull all the, the air out. So that's but here's like why, how much more beneficial is that than just throwing it lasts it in? way longer. I did the, uh, I looked, I don't remember exactly how much, but it does last longer. But the reason, the other reason why I want to do it is the time, the space, 
that it takes up in the freezer. Right, right. Because you stack Tupperware and you're. But if I I can put a shit ton of meals because they're they're flat, right? No, no, agreed. It, it sucks everything out. So I guess that makes sense. I I just know I've heard that it's it, it preserves it longer, but I didn't I don't know how much longer is it like. Double the time. Is Maybe it, Doug knows. Doug, Doug's gonna look it up. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what a difference. Because I would, I would assume that once it freezes, it's being preserved, so it doesn't make that much of a difference. It's just that instead, but like of, the difference between freezing it without the air sucked out versus the right, right. With the air like, is it out. like game changer difference, or is it like, oh, it's nice to have? But I'm it, terrible with leftovers, dude. Are you really? Yeah, you don't need them forever. Yeah, my my mom ruined me for leftovers because it's just like it. The everything is like microwaved all the time. I like want. I like create. I just want it to see it being made. I like. I, I don't know. I have this weird psychological barrier. To I've it. got a two day rule, dude. I can't yeah. go beyond two. Really? Yeah. That's just, and Katrina hates that because I'm so such a. Yeah, pain Courtney guy. hates me for that too. I right? Because like, she'll ah. prep. Sometimes she'll prep. She'll prep a bunch of meals, and if I'm not staying consistent with eating them, like let's say I had a day where I just ate out all day, yeah. and that now puts us behind those meals, and then I won't eat them. I've eating bad food that's what it is yeah. so like and there was always like this justification oh you know it's fine it's fine it, like goes past the expiration date <laughs> like the milk everything else like i've drinking bad milk and has it been bad or just or just oh really it was bad. oh yeah no i chugged it without even thinking oh. and then from now on i've <laughs> like i always smell it yeah well so vacuum sealed foods will last in the refrigerator so forget the freezer for one to two weeks which is longer than the one that one the three days that normal food that's wow. actually pretty good. Yeah, that's really good. Because yeah. you don't even have to freeze it. It'll last a week. If you put it in the freezer, two to three years, wow. which is Damn. which normally will be six to 12 months. So that is significant. That's, that's a big yeah, deal. You're talking doing that for the apocalypse. Two to three times more. Wow, that's, that's actually cool. a good. That's a good. That's a good point, Justin. Right? Especially dried think. foods. Yeah. So like nuts, because you know when we put together our earthquake kit or whatever, uh, yeah. I'm thinking about putting nuts in a dude. In we're vacuum due sewing. for one. Yeah, you know, I, I hate Stop to be it. the guy, you know, yeah. but I'm always like thinking about it. every time I wake up, I'm like, there's going to be another Dude, one. Speaking of which, so uh, in in June, um, Jessica and I are going to a wedding uh, in Colorado. And what we're going to do is we're going to actually go there a little bit beforehand and go to Yellowstone, um, which I've uh, never been. I've ne- have you guys ever been to Yellowstone? Check out our super volcano. Yeah. Have, you guys have, have you been there? I've been once, yeah. How, so I, I didn't know how big it was. Yeah, it's huge. Apparently, you need like a week. To see it because it's so fucking big. Yeah, we only hit a few spots of it even when we went to visit. Like uh, the main geyser one, I forget what it's called. But yeah, we hit Old like Faithful. a few. Old Faithful, yeah. We hit a few of those spots just to check it out. But I mean, I love Yosemite, which is kind of, you know, it's got that Gorgeous. same kind of vibe. But like, yeah, I heard Yellowstone, you really have to well, plan a Well, Yellowstone long time to go see. has all of the, has an incredible range of, mm-hmm. of mammals yeah, from the, the, the apex wildlife, predators. The wildlife in Yellowstone, they say, is 10 times it's better. It's insane. The yeah, shot, that, they say for a photographer, like Yosemite's prettier as far as like the rocks and the waterfalls and stuff. But they say that. Uh, Yellow, my, my best friend who's a photographer has gone and shot both of those like a ton of times. And he's like, Yellowstone's really cool if you want to go see like all the wildlife. Like it's beautiful for that. And yeah, because they have grizzly bears, moose. They have deer, wolves, they have coyotes. Shit too, they? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. have the, the American buffalo, which I'm excited to see. Um, so I'm super pumped about going. I just I don't know where to go first there though. What to see first? I'm definitely probably going to see the geyser. Right. Um, but I don't know what else to check out. Did you guys hear about the guy? It was like a year or two ago uh, that like that fell in. Yeah. So I guess a, and you're not supposed to do this, right? But people will go to the park and they'll go and they'll try and like use one of the hot springs as a jacuzzi or whatever. But some of these hot springs are so hot and they're full of acid because it's coming up from inside the earth, mm-hmm. that it's very dangerous. So I guess this dude went with his sister, some college kid, and he went to put his foot in to test out the, th- the, the heat or whatever, and he fell in. 
and the uh, the the park uh, rangers couldn't pull his body out, and then a thunderstorm came, so they had to abandon it. They went back the next day, and they found no evidence of his remains because they said that it liquefied his body. <laughs> Dude, it literally dissolved his that, body in the fucking. That is so morbid. That's oh, disgusting. Oh, it's horrible. That's yeah, crazy. That's a horrible yeah. way to go. But anyway, I'm yeah. excited about that. So, what was this thing that you wanted you wanted to bring up about CBD? You were pissed off this morning, and, and I said hold uh, off and bring it up. Well, on the I wasn't. I'm I'm just annoyed, dude. It's like I remember when we first started the show. This was even before we even aired an episode. You know, we all talked about the the trends that we saw or what we thought were going to happen in the next couple years and we've shared some of those on the podcast and cbd being one of those and the thing that's a bummer is that uh, you know mind pump has been pro cannabis since day one and we've talked about all the benefits of cbd and um and it's also why we we partnered up with ned and we looked for a very long time for the right company i remember when we went through that whole process and uh you know i was i was really proud to, to say that we had got this company that we are working with that were is not only legit but it's it's we think it's the best in the the industry and in the space uh but now it's like turned into this thing where it's i feel like they're <clears throat> they're bastardizing it they're so sprinkling it on everything well it's and i and i'm and i'm mostly calling out my peers that are in the the bodybuilding community that you know that don't never even used it or even knew what the fuck it was and now because it's like the new hot thing to sell everybody's selling it like crazy and even us like i i talk to people in my dms all the time about it anytime i post about it, i just posted the other day with the dogs because i was using it with the dogs because we had company coming over and it does it helps settle them down do i use it every day with them fuck no that's crazy way too expensive to do that every single day with them but if there's a time where i know that a baby is coming over the house and i want them to be as calm as possible and it's new smells or if we're traveling somewhere it works really well with them for me i notice on days whenever we podcast for like five or six hours and we and we're and it's really hard for me or if when we speak when we go somewhere and we have to speak my adrenaline is going so much that mm -hmm. it's it helps settle that down. I need all the help I can to try and settle down, and mm -hmm. I'm so I'm blue blockered out. I'm taking the net. I'm doing all of that to calm down. So there's definitely applications for it that I that I've used, but by no means am I using it what the the community is using it for, which is the trying to promote the recovery side no, of it. No, CBD is is and, so CBD is today's probiotics. So you know how they started putting yeah. probiotics and everything. Yeah. Because people are like, oh, probiotics are healthy, and then next thing you know, it's like. Probiotic water, probiotic, you know, kids cereal, probiotic shampoo. And you're like, what the f all right, this is getting ridiculous. C B D because of its connection to cannabis and because it's the legal cannabinoid or semi quasi legal if it if it comes from hemp or whatever, quasi cannabinoid. Legal. It uh it's it's become this big thing. So now we're like, oh, it's it, you know, kinda has that stigma, therefore maybe it's gonna be cool. And they're putting it on everything. C B D I've seen it in pre workouts, I've seen it in post workout shakes. I've seen bodybuilders talk about it for accelerating muscle growth and fat loss and all this other stuff, and it's like, okay, oh, it's like you guys are getting crazy yeah. now. Well, we're Calm latching down. on, we're latching on to a little bit of the science, and then we're, you know, exaggerating it. I feel like it's like, and it's so expensive. If you're getting the legit, really good stuff, you're you're paying a pretty high price for the dosage that you're getting, and to be to be promoting it like it's a great recovery tool after your workout shit's like uh that's cool I, I i'm not using it like that now does that mean that there's not science to show that that could help that stuff well yeah there's a lot of things that could help recovery and shit like that right but. now the most compelling science with cbd from a medicinal standpoint is it's been it's used for uh, certain types of seizures that's actually what it's approved for 
medicinally. There's a, a Epidiolex uh, is a, a, a drug that was uh, fast-tracked and approved for um, certain types of epilepsy in children. And it's a fucking miracle cure in that particular context because we're talking about forms of epilepsy that had no treatment. And these are and this is ter- it's a terrible affliction. These are kids who are getting 50 seizures a day to the point where it was mm. causing brain damage. I mean, I can't even imagine being a parent of a kid. Actually, the story behind how CBD became a medicine for that is really fascinating. It all happened because of the internet because you had some parents who – were just so desperate and, and and through you know hearing from other parents they th- they saw that CBD could help their kids and uh, they went to Colorado where the laws were looser and they started doing this and then it was all over the forums and so you saw more and more parents using it and that's what drove the science it was that mm-hmm. that, that large pooling of anecdote right. drove the science and then you had a pharmaceutical company that got it you know the FDA awarded them you know it's called a fast track uh, so it can get through the process faster but that's really the the biggest right now known medicinal benefit the other stuff that's kind of speculative is um, does it help with anxiety or does it have enzyolytic properties uh, a lot of evidence says yes anti-inflammatory yes but not nearly as acutely anti-inflammatory as like turmeric. anti-inflammatory drugs or stuff right. like that yeah. actually turmeric uh, and curcumin that's the active in, uh, component in turmeric actually works on the cannabinoid receptor. So they actually they may actually have anti-inflammatory effects through a similar mechanism, which is kind of interesting. Mm. Um, autoimmune issues, there's some interesting science around that. But you know the claims that some of these supplement makers are they're just throwing it on there because it's the newest cool thing. Right. And here's the worst it's part: mix it in the protein. It powder. probably doesn't even have CBD. That's the worst part. Right. Because well, doing- it's so expensive. It's like if, and that's the thing too. If like you're looking for the deal on a lot of these products, and they have CBD in it, but you know, I highly doubt it. I highly doubt they even like put any of it in. Yeah. It's so expensive. I've been getting a lot of DMs on on it. Yeah, too, people I think that's. I'm just irritated by it because one, I was I was excited that we introduced it to our audience early on because I do think uh, the the science is fascinating. I do think it does have some applications for people. Uh, but, but by no means would you be seeing me push it as something that I would use every single day or, oh, this is making a difference. Depends on the person. But for most people, no, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, for, now I, I have had people message me who say that, that it's it was a great uh, – it was it would help them a lot with their anxiety. So that, and I, it got them to – because here's the thing with a lot of conditions. Anxiety, we'll, we'll talk about anxiety, for, for example. Sometimes the getting rid of the symptom, because there's a root, right? There's a root reason why you have anxiety. Maybe it's lifestyle. Maybe it's poor health. There could be a lot of reasons why you have this kind of chronic level of, of anxiety. But sometimes the, the, the fear of the anxiety itself gives you anxiety. And sometimes the symptom of anxiety makes it impossible to treat the root. So what I mean by that is I'm so anxious right now that I can't even think about working with my lifestyle or changing my nutrition or getting better sleep. So sometimes I just need to treat the symptom. Okay, now I'm calm. Now I can go look and see what I can do for the root cause. And that's when uh, that's when you know treating a symptom actually helps you to treat the root. Because I know a lot of times we talk about focus on the root cause. Sometimes the symptom prevents you from that. You know, I was having this conversation uh, this weekend with Jessica. Her knees bothering her, and I said, you know, have you tried foam rolling for it? And she's like, well, the foam rolling doesn't really get root of the root. The reason why my knee hurts is because I have poor recruitment pattern. I think it's my hip flex or whatever. And I said, yeah, I get that. But the fact that you hurt so much now, it's already creating bad patterns because of the pain. Right. So if the foam rolling gets rid of the pain long enough to help you correct those patterns, 
Well, now treating the symptom helps you treat the root. I was dealing with the same issue. Uh, my shoulder has been bothering me. Um, and so it, it was at a point where I was I was definitely like moving my arm and my elbow and my wrist. Everything was affected because of like my shoulder was just like it was just talking to me. And it's the the sad part is it's because I haven't thrown a baseball this much and I can't even tell you. How oh, because you're doing dude. the you're literally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm out there throwing like uh, pop flies for the kids, you know, and trying to teach them how to break on the ball. Right. And all this. In the and outfield. you're not really whipping it hard. You just No, I, it doesn't I'm, matter, though. Bro. I was you, literally just I think throwing it's a, it. I think it's a hundred you're supposed to do. Yeah. So you should. 100 and stop. You're supposed to like start like you and I, the distance we are, and you just toss, you know, 20 uh -huh. back up, toss another 20 back up, toss another 20, and then do it. And you'll it's, a, it's a movement yeah. pattern. Yeah. But like if you go else. in there and you just start. <laughs> well, <laughs> even then, though, you know, when it's that new of, of uh, uh, you know, a movement that I haven't done in like well over a decade, like I haven't right. thrown baseballs. But yeah, it was funny because so, yeah, I had to relieve it. I had to relieve it. So I go home and I'm I'm rolling out. And then going through my whole mobility practices and everything, but now I'm like, I'm going to be doing this the next few days. <laughs> it's pretty sad. Where dude. where is your shoulder hurting? Is it the shoulder blade where the where the rotator? Right where the yeah. rotator, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. I've done a lot of rotational work, but it's a different thing it's, too. It's different because the the speed the at which you're throwing your hand and yeah. then the rotator really what it's what it's doing there is it's preventing excessive rotation. So it's actually decelerating right and that it's like a doing a negative rep when you're yeah. lifting so that's a lot of damage power so you know it's that yeah. snap that it's trying to control and help you know reserve my my arm from ripping off my body so yeah yeah so that's that's what's happening shit so yeah. how is the how is the practice going how are the boys liking it what's going on oh you know it's to be honest it's it's really starting to kind of pick up in terms of uh, like i'm having fun with it because i i'm seeing now some progress like little little things happening like with the kids like I was doing just like a couple drills and you know at first it's like chaos you know and the kids are just trying to figure out what to do we finally had a real field like before that we were practicing on the elementary and the back half because like all the fields were just like wet and destroyed and so we actually got to play on the field and so they I think that helped you know them to realize like hey this is you know we're at this is going to be like uh, emulating the game and so anyways, like I was teaching them a few things and not people were picking up, but then it started to click. And then I started to see people like some of the kids like changing the way that uh, they move towards the ball, the way that they approach the catch, like little cues that I would like throw out there. Like it, they'd start to pick up on. I was like, yeah, you know, finally, like they're starting to kind of get it. And uh, That's so that be was so cool, fun. Man. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that part. The other part, though, is it, I'm still having a kind of a hard time, like, communicating amongst the other coaches because what I'm finding the issue is, like, they they are over-coaching. You know, like, they, they have so many – they went to so many clinics and so many things, like, about all the nuances of your wrist position for batting – and you know where you're loading in the back foot and like oh, twisting just confuse the shit out of the kid. And I'm like, I'm working with these kids. It was funny because like this guy had been coaching for 28 years, like girls softball, and so you know, and like I was in his section that I think he's like all about. And I was like working with him on the tee, and I'm I'm going through the mechanics, and then I'm just giving them one thing to think about, you know, and like boom, and then okay, then they, they got that down. Okay, next thing, and then I'm having them work their way through it. And he's in there. He grabs him. He's like, you know, mechanically like like manipulating their body and like showing them this, that. And then their swing's all fucked up, you know? And so I'm like, all right, this is your section, dude. You know, this is all you. And I went to a different one. I'm like, I, I don't coach like that. Your years of personal training experience 
help a lot because I feel like it, it takes you five to ten years to learn that with clients. Yeah. So now it's it's true for anybody. It's anybody too much information. Yeah. You know, and but I didn't I didn't want to overstep my my boundaries. How many I'm coaches? Coach. How many coaches are working? There was actually it's great because there's like four that uh, you know volunteers and then like you know so me and um, me and my friend he's head coaching and then so basically this guy uh, um, used to used to coach girls softball he's like like we're we're both kind of like co assisting I guess so now at the end of the games the kids get snacks. So are you gonna are you gonna do anything about that? Because I remember yeah. last time you were saying, oh yeah, because I know when my kids play sports, the and uh, parents bring snacks, and I'm just like, fuck man. Well, it's like donuts and shit and gummy bears and just. What's like, good about Little League is they have like a snack shack, so they have to go get it. You know, the parents go get it if you know whatever they determine they want for their kids, like they have to go buy it. Uh, so we end up bringing like we'll bring healthier snacks like there, so the kids can dude, have. Dude, try it. the skinny dipped. Yeah, bring them the skinny because it's it's chocolate, but dude, it's almonds, brilliant, and it's, and it's got great macros, and it's not a ton of sugar. Yeah, I bet the kids dude, will freak awesome. out. Yeah, exactly. But the peanut butter nuts. ones, yeah, for sure. I, I bet they'll love that shit. Anyway. Oh yeah. That's so a good call. We were talking about DMs earlier, and I just remembered I had the best, the most hilarious DM the other day. This kid, <laughs> this younger guy, DMs me, and he's like, "Hey, I just want to let you know that uh, Mind Pump got me laid." So I said, <laughs> yeah. So, and then he tells me Dude, that- we are doing the Lord's work. Bro. And then he tells me that he met some girl and they started talking in the gym and they started talking about fitness and he brought up Mind Pump and she was so excited that he listened to Mind Pump and he's like, and then they got connected and then they had sex. He's like, so you guys literally helped me- <laughs> I've told, I've told people- I'd love to hear that's that, not the first, Dude, that's uh. not the first time. My cousin- yeah. So my cousin, uh, I, don't, I don't know how this happened. He he was talking. Oh, so people can see. Okay, this is what happened. So I tagged him in one of my pictures on Instagram. And a girl that follows him saw it. And she's like, how do you know uh, Mind Pump? He's like, oh, that's my that's my cousin's or whatever. This and that and the other. So now they're going out. So wow. there you go. Second time right hey, there. <laughs> we're, we're, bringing joy, Alex, we're, right? we're bringing joy to the world. Thanks yeah. for throwing his name yeah. out there, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to keep him anonymous. Schmalix. Dude, yeah. did I ever tell you? That reminds me of a story. Did I ever tell you when I went to Vegas? Uh, I'll tell you. I'm not going to use his name because he'll, he'll be so mad. <laughs> he'll be so mad. So one year we go to Vegas a long time ago. And we're, we go to the club. And we're hanging out in the club. Everyone's having a great time. We're drinking. Of course, all the, the younger guys are trying to pick up on girls and stuff. And we walk out of the club late at night, and we're walking, and everybody pretty much, the guys pretty much struck out, right? But we're having a good time. My cousin locks eyes with some girl sitting, uh, like she had left the club. She was sitting in one of the slot machines. So they lock eyes. They start talking with each other, and they just start making out. So, yeah, right wow. away, right? So all of us are like, holy shit, like what's going on? So they're making out, having a great time or whatever. That's a Marcucci move. Right yeah, there. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so later on, later on, we ask him about this girl and he shows us, you know, her, you know, her social media, her name or whatever. And my, <laughs> one of my other cousins recognized her name and he goes, I think I know who she is. So he looks her up, porn star. Wow. Oh wow! Yeah, he had made out with some porn star and was start starting to talk to her. So then, of course, wow, the, good for him. So, uh-huh. Well, hold on, no, it's, there's a twist here. <laughs> <laughs> so then, of course, being the dickheads that it was the unique porn star. Yeah, yeah, being oh. the being the dickheads that my cousins are, they're looking up what kind of you know stuff does she do? Right. She was uh she was into pegging. <laughs> 
Do you guys know what that is? Yes, that's where she, he gets strapped. That's where yeah, she, yeah, she straps on and bro, gets him. Oh, man. We, till this gonna day. going to be a rough night. Till this day, we mess with him about that. Oh, but hey, remember man. that time you almost got pegged? <laughs> you almost got pegged. <laughs> you remember that one time? Because <laughs> he was so excited at first, you know? Yeah. And then we're like. And rightfully so. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're like, no, this, this is the. fear just sets in. Yeah. yeah. She She's, saw you as a target. Yeah. <laughs> she, <laughs> she looked at you walking by. Yeah, I say a fun one. Look at glutes. He's got some nice. I could ride that for a while. I'd like to peg that. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Anyway, yeah. what'd you guys do this weekend? Did you guys do anything? Swim. You, that's it, yeah. bro. You're taking this seriously. Fucking I, I take everything. So you really so think so you're gonna beat Ben, huh? How you do anything is how you do everything. You're, are, Dude, are you? Ben, really? ben caught wind and starting to talk a little shit. Fucking huh? bring it, guy. Yeah. Bring it. You better stay on your shit. Did you it's tell him how long the, the race is gonna be? We're not even there yet. I think right now he thinks I'm just calling him out and being funny about yeah. it. Yeah. And so he's. I know he's playing back. But I think I think after he sees me going for a while that he's gonna realize that I'm I'm taking it very serious. Regardless if Ben races me or not, I'll call his ass out because you guys brought you threw it at me and I'm not afraid of him. Wait, but no, I, we didn't. Yes, you did. No, we didn't. <laughs> yeah. You're the one that's like uh, I'm gonna beat I'm gonna beat Ben Greenfield. No, no, no. Justin made a comment oh, about. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't. I, I think I. I said I'm not fucking there. scared. I said for yeah, sure yeah. I'm fucking. I didn't bring him. I didn't bring him into the. Are you sure? I'm a hundred percent. Hold sure. on. Did yeah. you tell him to, to race Ben? Greenfield? I think no. Yes. I think I brought up Ben as a name and. And then we started talking, discussing it. Like if that was to happen, yeah. like yeah, I didn't because yeah. he, th- he destroyed Kyle when I was up there. Yeah. Right, like, right. Raced. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't th- even, race. I didn't throw his. I actually didn't even think about Ben as somebody to do that. Someone it one felt of you, so spur of the moment. One of you yeah. two threw his name in his hat, and I said, "Fuck, I ain't fucking afraid of him for sure." Yeah. So I'll, I'll race his ass. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but uh, no, we there's no there's nothing that has been established as far. I'll tell you right now though, it's not. I would never do an endurance thing with him. I would not race him for distance. It's a sprint. Like it's like I would do a you know twenty five fifty meter type of thing, maybe a hundred at most. Like yeah. I wouldn't do something that's a, a twenty minute. Sprint. One lap yeah, is twenty five. He's Mister Iron Man, yeah. dude. Huh. He's yeah, he's no joke. Yeah, no. So and, what's and your training? Plus, I don't want to. Plus, I don't want to train like that to to beat him endurance wise. I would have to look like him. I don't want to look all skinny like that. No, fuck <laughs> that, dude. It took me half my life to be like a muscular looking. Do you guy. guys you have just to start eating food like a bird? Yeah, Did you guys on that, top of dude. couches and do you, stuff. Do you guys remember his bodybuilding picture he had in his office? Yeah, when yeah. he was. He was pretty jacked at one point no he was he's got some genetics he's all right bro he does not train at all for building muscle and the dude's He's got some muscle on him. He builds. I think yeah, he's got he, some. He's genes. lean. He's lean. He looks yeah. good. You know, when you take when you take somebody and they they understand, uh, you know, nutrition at the level that he does, like you mm. could you could yeah. make anybody look shredded and, and awesome that way. Yeah. Speaking speaking of Ben, dude. Uh, so so Lane did another top five worst offenders. Yeah, he went after him, and he went after the. So he did one for celebrity offenders, which, in my opinion, I think he should have left it there. Like, pick one, go after him, and then have fun with it. But whatever, he picked fitness. And he put Greenfield on there, and I I know why he did, but I don't think Ben is at all one of the bad guys in the fitness industry. Completely no. disagreed with that. Yeah, no. yeah, no, I think we we all we all agree that I I think Ben is a I think he's a very uh, honest, real, uh, good person that is genuinely trying to bring good information to the fitness space. And he doesn't pretend when he does his fringe stuff. He doesn't pretend like. He doesn't. This s- is what everybody should do. No, exactly. Or- he doesn't sell it. Like he it, he's used himself as an experiment. Like he and and what I love about him in comparison to everybody else that I've met that does anything like that is you know, like for example like a Dave Asprey type of personality. Like Ben live like he takes care of all the big rocks. 
Like this dude is drilled down in his sleep. The guy meditates. The guy does mm-hmm. hot cold contrast. The guy eats all all organic. Guy trains consistently. Trains consistently. Like he just he hunts for his own food. Yeah, he's done. He's done all the big things that I, I think we all agree really fucking matter in the overall uh, health and uh, health and fitness or health and wellness journey. And then on, and then from there he's messing with all these fringe things and he's sharing his whole journey as he does. And a lot it. of it is about his own experience, right? The other thing too is he has people on his show that talk about crazy shit, but it's just a platform. So it's yeah. not like he's saying, "Hey, here's a breathitarian. Uh, this works." It's like, well, well tell I, me what you think. I'm sure he was just motivated because of his recent tweet about vaccines and how like that's the, you know, and that's why he was like. I bet you he wouldn't have put him up there otherwise. Well, uh, it's a lot of people, I think, in the comment section of his post. Yeah, he, he calling him yeah, out. they exactly. He got he got voted as he. I don't blame Lane. Lane did what he was supposed to do. He put the post out there. Yeah, he took the ones that people all voted for as mm-hmm. you know. And Ben, that's why I asked him in his last interview that we were with him about how he feels. Uh, and I thought he responded great when I talked about um, him being referred to as the pseudoscience guy. Mm-hmm. And you remember that? That was the last interview we did. I asked him straight up about that. And, you know, I think Ben I think Ben is presenting really good information. And I think that because it's kind of fringe stuff, who is going to do that? And if and somebody's going to do that, that's the guy that I want to. I, I do wanna... not consider him one of the, sh- the shit butts of fitness. You know, there's a lot of them out there. The ones oh, that are not, yeah. making or cre- you know, causing a lot of damage. And uh, I do not think yeah, he, he could have gone people. way harder on some of those people that he just briefly kind of went yeah. over. Well, he left out a lot of the, the, the fitness celebrity people that I think he should have. I think yeah. Ben I think Ben Greenfield is going around the world spreading really good information yeah. for the most part. I think the fact that he, he targeted mm-hmm. him was but whatever. I mean that's yeah. I think his audience called for that and yeah. hey it, it started great dialogue. I yeah. bet I saw Ben get on there and he commented back and was yep was defending himself in, in regards to that and but I you know I, this this uh character that that Lane is is building is I don't know I don't know how long it, it can last I don't know how long and I know right now he, he claims that it's it's fun and he enjoys it and he loves doing what he's doing but I think at one point it's going to take a toll of uh, you engaging with all because he's he's definitely attracted I don't know if you saw his story yesterday but he shares sometimes like the DM battles that he goes back and forth mm-hmm. with people. Mm-hmm. And he's got like this teenage guy, or it looks like a really young guy that is, you know, calling him an idiot and going back. And Lane's like going back and he forth. He like engages all these. Yeah, he's engaging yeah. with him and he's sharing him a story. And it's like, it's dude, too you're much. Man. Yeah. And, and then the, the kid even calls it, calls it out and says like, you're such an idiot for a year. I've been trolling you. You're so easy to get trolled. And, and Lane's like going back with them. I'm just like, that's just it. It's like, dude, how many of these like, kids that are just trying to yeah. get your attention at the end of the day they're winning yeah you know the trolls yeah, yeah they don't deserve your time dude. Way you're too, too much sm- air you're too, time you're too smart to even be fucking with somebody like this that's just yeah. they're they're behind a keyboard i think you- it creates constant con- yeah. uh, constant content that's i think I it's think. good to bring these things up you know like intermittently like yeah let's let's talk about the biggest offenders and then you just kind of leave it out there and then you move on and then re you know uh, bring it up again, you know, down the road. Nah, this is why I call him the Ricky Lake of Fitness. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's the fucking Ricky's the Mori Povich or the fucking, what's the other guy, the late night guy? The, uh, the Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer yeah, Jerry dude. Springer. You know what I'm he saying? He started that whole yeah, thing. Fucking man. A, dude. They're, I mean, yeah. million- it, got them, it got them hella fucking, you know, famous. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what he does. He, he chases the drama because it gets a lot of attention and, 
you know, hey, if you want to, if you want a Ricky Lake show, nothing, nothing against her or or Maury Povich or Jerry Springer or whatever like that. I mean, they they all made millions of dollars doing what they do, and if you want to be that guy, fucking no thanks, man. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no thanks. I don't know if I would do. So, Justin, you were just coaching all weekend. Was that the whole? Yeah, thing? I was just coaching for the most part. We played. Uh, I, I got to hang out with my friends. We played poker one night, so that was cool. When you do that, is it just the guys? You guys go to a house and do? Yeah, yeah. It was just the guys. It was one of my friends. Uh, I used to uh, from high school. We used to. Uh, do this every now and then. We tried to do it like monthly, and that died off like quickly. Like one of my friends, he is like four kids now, and it's like we never see him, yeah, dude. So that. yeah, number four is like no, like you're you're just not not going to be available ever. Mm-hmm. Like it's just not going to happen. But yeah, we we had some some of the old crew there, and it's funny because like there was some Uncle Rico kind of moments where everybody <laughs> brings up the same fucking you know like game and what everybody did with it, who fucked up. I'm like, dude, are you guys still talking about this shit? You know, it always like makes me laugh. Damn, really? That far back still, huh? Yeah, there's just one or two guys that like you know they just still really, live in the high school moments. Yeah, that's that's kind of the thing, but. It, to me, it's fun because it's just kind of nostalgic, but I just, I'm like, whatever, dude. Like, I'm here just to talk shit and, you know, throw cards around, so. Yeah, now, that's, that's a- I, I have a, I have a buddy who's, like, kind of, like, stayed like that, but that's because he just really didn't do much more with his life. Uh, he kind of st- stayed around and. If you peak at a particular time, I mean, you want to relive it, you yeah. know, and maybe the, maybe your current life is, maybe you find it boring or whatever, or, you know, not exciting. And so everybody wanna, else finds it boring. Yeah. So you want to bring up the times that you, you know. You know, it actually led this friend to become like a, a pathological liar. I mean, he would because of that, and because he wasn't when we were ki- when we were kids, totally normal. But as we all progressed, got older, moved on, and we all still stayed in contact, what ended up happening was if he wasn't telling high school stories, which we'd all heard a million times over, then he was embellishing other stories. And it started off with like little embellishments. Then it just got crazier and crazier. I mean, just over the top. Maybe just insecure. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm sure all that yeah. plays into to causing someone to do that. Mm-hmm. It's, but it's unfortunate because they're, you know, we all, the rest of us that are all close friends, like fuck, I don't give a fuck what you do mm-hmm. with your life. We we've already established we're friends and we love you, right. like family. Yeah. Like, there's no reason for you to to make up stuff. But obviously, he's still dealing with that, mm-hmm. and that's their way of doing it. This quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. Our first question is from Connor Desmond. Should I train chest with upper cross syndrome? This is a very good and common question. Yeah. So first let's explain what upper cross syndrome is and then explain why someone would even ask this question. So upper cross syndrome, for those of you who are not in in personal training or understand the terminology, it basically describes a common posture issue that you find in, in modern societies. And it's it looks like your shoulders are kind of rolled forward, you know, kind of rounded upper back. Head tends to jut forward a little bit. It's that it's that bad posture that you get if you sat at Everything your desk all day long. Everything is forward. Yeah. And it's a common one. I, I mean, I would say easily eight or nine out of 10 people that I assess when I would, you know, was a trainer would have some form or, you know, of upper cross syndrome, some worse than others. Now, part of the of when you have a posture deviation like this one, there are muscles that tend to be lengthened, 
there's muscles that tend to be shortened um, because of the posture. So with this type of posture, with the shoulders coming forward, one of the muscles that's shortened is the pecs, the chest, because my arms are, are rolled forward and my shoulders are rolled forward. The muscle of the pec is just, it's just not as long. And so it gets a little tighter. And so some people will say, well, if you're trying to fix upper cross syndrome, you shouldn't work out your chest because your chest will just get tighter and it'll make the upper cross syndrome worse. Now, this is actually false. Uh, with proper chest training, you're actually going to increase your chest's range of motion. Uh, muscles that are really, really tight because of inactivity are tight for a different reason than, let's say, getting tight because you built up big muscles and you have poor mobility. There's a different problem here. And these are tight and weak muscles. So the chest muscles here are just tight and weak. Now, what I would do with stretching uh, with the chest is I might do some long static stretches before I work the back just so I have a greater range of motion just to kind of temporarily weaken the chest. But no, you shouldn't avoid working the chest. If anything, I, th I think you should work it, but just work it in a good long range of motion so that you kind of increase that, that range of motion. You want to keep it healthy. Uh, it's pretty rare when I would have somebody not work out a muscle. Well, you know there's, yeah. there, there is, I think, a, 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 you have to go a little bit deeper into what you kind of just glazed right over with the, uh, you know, somebody who has rounded shoulders. If you just tell them go do, go do chest or still do chest, don't avoid chest. Most people are going to do it with poor mechanics, and they're mm -hmm. going to exaggerate the problem Short even more. Range of motion. So, if you're going to continue to lift chest, which I agree with you, you should, your mechanics and your form is crucial. It's you, because you will, you, your body will go to its default pattern. If you, I mean, and this was me, this was me for many years of not, I didn't understand biomechanics. I didn't understand uh, the, the proper way that my body, my body need to be positioned in order to work my chest and to not allow my shoulders to take over a movement. And so if you have uh, excessive upper cross syndrome and you're working the chest out and you're not doing the prerequisites uh, before you go into this lift, then yeah, it can be bad and it can make it worse. And so it's extremely important that you put the time again, shameless plug, but this is what Prime is designed for. You know, this is why we designed this program was because we know how important this is. We know that eight out of 10 or nine out of 10 people that we would assess would have either excessive upper cross syndrome or at least have somewhat of rounded shoulders or forward head. And so this is something that's crucial that every almost everybody should be doing before they go into any of their lifting. And most certainly, you should be addressing zone one in our program for, for somebody that's going to go do chest. Because if you don't prime the back to retract the shoulders really well and you go in to do a bench press then your body does fold forward and just kind of go its default. Yeah, you have then, to do yeah, good form. And then you, you shouldn't, yeah, you shouldn't just go right into doing chest like a reps. Like, okay, you have your workout laid out, and I'm like, I'm gonna go right and do bench press without the intent that, you know, all, everything you've described with like setting yourself up mechanically for you to be able to get into the proper range of motion and actually using a bar and weight may actually help you to be able to gain and achieve that range of motion by allowing that weight to kind of push you down into position. So this is like a, just a different mentality going into the, into the lift to where, um, you know, it's, it's not necessarily about, you know, like I'm trying to improve my performance and get 
um, you know, maximal load and, and keep like adding load. I'm, what I'm, I'm trying to get gain and achieve more ranges of motion with each rep and, and really like be intentional with the way that I do this. Yeah. There's a lot of myths around resistance training. And one of the big ones is that lifting weights makes you tight, which is just, uh, it's just not true. Now, if you are a lax individual, if you lack connection to your muscles and you're one of those people where you actually have instability because of your looseness and weakness, then in that context, uh, in essence, weight training will tighten you up, but it's not because you're getting tighter. It's just because you're getting stronger. Um, I think the myth really got its wings because for you know decades, you had bodybuilders who just did bodybuilding training and they had terrible mobility um, and they, when they would play sports, they would look awkward because none of them were athletes. They just lifted weights, which, by the way, you take anybody who doesn't play sports and you have them go play sport, they look awkward. Not just the bodybuilder, just a bigger looking awkward person. And so they got that, they got that myth that lifting weights uh, makes things tighter. Now, if you lift weights properly, you will increase your, your range of motion, your effective range of motion, the range of motion you have a connection to. I mean, I, the clients that I worked with, um, the average person that I worked with through resistance training, we would improve ranges of motion in almost all their entire body. Now you're yeah. not going to become a contortionist by lifting weights, but you'll gain a very healthy amount of, again, effective range, range of motion. Yeah. an effective range of motion. Like if you practice your squats and you get to the point where you can with good stability and with good form, get into a sit, you know, sit down into a low squat with stability and control, um, you've got now decent hip mobility, decent flexibility in the knees. If you do Romanian deadlifts with good stability, good control, and really work on the range of motion and, and you've got good form, you're going to develop a good effective range of motion in your hamstrings. Um, a lot of exercises do this. You know, For the chest, like flies, if you do flies properly, you're going to increase and improve your effective range of motion. Um, so resistance training doesn't make the, the, that myth is just it won't die. And I know people lift weights and then they feel kind of tighter. But again, what you're feeling is you're just stronger. You're more, your body's more turned on. And if you're used to stretching in static, relaxed positions where you're just increasing range of motion but not increasing connected or effective range of motion, then yeah, you may notice that that goes away a little bit. But it's just because you're connecting to – you're just getting stronger within certain types of range of motion. But – Definitely when it comes to – now, I, I think part of this also is that when you train someone with upper cross syndrome, part of your training is to try to loosen up the chest. But that just – that comes from mobility work. And static stretching I would do at the beginning of, a, of an exercise for upper cross. So if I have someone doing a row and they're super, super tight, I may have them do a static stretch for their chest just to get it out of the way so we can you know activate more of the mid-back. But otherwise, definitely train the whole body unless there's a, a major injury. Next question is from Freeman Axtell. What's your favorite piece of bro science? Mm. <laughs> That's great. I, you know, I like this question. This is actually cool. Uh, I'll give you one that I used a lot, especially when I was competing. Um, fasted cardio, which I, I, I like picking this one because I think it's uh, something that's debated back and forth. Um, Lane is notorious for, for uh, debunking uh, you know, fasted cardio in comparison to fed cardio later on in the day. And, and the theory is that, you know, when you're fed later on in the day, you'll be able to uh, to get after it much harder than what you would be able to fast it in the morning. And therefore, and that makes up the difference. It makes or... up the difference that is a little bit better by doing the morning. Now, 
my argument or my defense to the bro science or how it was so effective for me was if I did fasted cardio in the morning, it required that I get up an extra hour earlier than I would get up had I not done it. That extra hour that I was up earlier, I'm now moving where I would be sleeping and at rest. And that is what was so beneficial for me. So all during my uh, competing journey, uh, as I and I didn't start with this, but as I started to introduce cardio, this is one of the ways that I would introduce it. And I would literally just roll out of bed, throw my hoodie on and a, and a, and my headphones, and go to the gym, and and sometimes outside depending on the weather. Uh, but normally go to the gym because I just liked being in there. And I would walk. I would walk on the treadmill for an hour. Uh, it's not for me. It wasn't uh, hard. I wasn't trying to elevate my heart rate. I don't want to push my body that hard when I wasn't when I'm not fed. Um, I also don't want to be doing too much cardio because I don't want to send a signal to my body that's more advantageous to get rid of some of this muscle, especially if I'm not feeding it properly. So being fasted and then getting in getting in the gym and moving an hour earlier than I would normally be showed a lot of benefits for me, and it actually uh, helped me when I was getting lean for a show. So that is something I think that falls in the bro sciencey category. I just think that the the benefits that like someone like Lane who has dispelled that hey it's not that big of a difference mm-hmm. what well, it's such it's bro science but there's something to be said about you know disciplining yourself to spend an hour in the morning it's like all the side effects of it right mm-hmm. exactly yeah. so uh, that that was a great one for yeah, me yeah for me um there's a couple that I can think about one of them is not eating um late at night you know that whole like eat most of your calories during the day. Don't eat past six. Type don't of eat past six p.m. Here's why I like that. Now, if you asked me this question five years ago, even I would say what time the time of day you eat doesn't matter. Doesn't make a difference. It's all calories. It doesn't make a big difference. Um, well, science is starting to show that it might make a difference. Actually, that the organs have a circadian rhythm. Just like the, you know, your eyes will help adjust your circadian rhythm based upon how much light they're exposed to. So if if it's if you're in a dark room, for example, your brain gets a signal from your eyes. The lack of light tells your brain, oh, the sun went down, and it starts to prepare your body uh, for sleep. This is why wearing blue blocker glasses has been shown to increase melatonin production and, and improve people's sleep quality. Um, well, your organs also have a circadian rhythm. And if you eat food uh, at night, your brain may perceive that the sun is out and it may actually reduce some of that, the, the, the beneficial effects of sleep. And there's some studies that show that when they, and they're not conclusive, but they are pretty fascinating, that if you control the factors, calories, macros, and everything, that you may actually get leaner and build more muscle by eating your food in a window and that window being during the day. Um, so which is kind of interesting. And, and the, you know, intermittent fasters use that science to say, it's, well, it's the fasting aspect of it. But there's been other studies that show that the time might actually make a difference. So that one was kind of fascinating. The other th- reason why I th- I, it's an interesting one for me is that when people don't eat past, say, 6 p.m., they typically cut out extra food mm. on top of it. So a side effect of that, believing that bro science might just be that you eat less calories. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You're eliminating the late night snacks. You're eliminating sitting down at the it's TV. Allowing like digestive system to to really go through its full process. Yeah, but I'm, I mean the side effect, like I said, I, I think a lot of times when people are like, oh, I'm not going to eat past six, 
the re- the the reason why it's so effective for them, they just they eliminated well, extra food. Well, along yeah, the, totally. along those lines, then I'm gonna, if we're gonna stay on nutrition, then uh, the eating the six meals a day thing, right? Which was this was something I talked a lot about or defended um, when I was competing, and I see a lot of value in that when you are pushing the body to extremes. When you are trying to build more muscle on your body than your body really wants to have, and so the structure of having my meals spaced out all day long became was the only way that I could hit the the macronutrient targets that I needed to to mm-hmm. show over show, keep building and keep building and keep building. Versus how I eat right now, how I eat right now, I don't I don't eat six meals a day. I probably eat more like two or three, maybe sometimes four. Uh, and it's it's and it's randomized. It's never uh, structured because I'm not trying to make major moves with my physique. But when I am on a hardcore plan to either reduce body fat or to build muscle, um, the spreading out the meals was a great thing. Now I well, you ate a lot of calories too, right? Yeah. So I mean, I yeah, got five thousand or four thousand calories well, yeah, in over two fi- or three meals. Is yeah, you have to spread that out. It's impossible. That's it. That's what I'm saying. So, and, and obviously 5,000 extreme, but even like 4,000 calories, that's a 4,000 calories, which anybody who's- oh, tr- four meal, that's four 1,000 calorie meal. Yeah. That's- You know, so, that's, and, and that's, I think the ultimate uh, origin of that. And then of course the supplement industry and everybody took that and ran with right. it. Right. Yeah. But I think the origin of it was these old school bodybuilders bulking and they were trying to eat 5,000, 6,000 calories, and it only makes sense to eat a whole bunch of meals. Yeah, well, they also took advantage of the anabolic window where it created this, like, you know, like post-workout. hysteria. Yeah, that post-workout mm-hmm. being, I mean, I got, I bought into that. Like, mm-hmm. after I worked out, if I didn't have a protein shake handy, it was like, well, I mean, it, it's basically a worthless workout. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not feeding my muscles uh, what they need when they need it, and uh, that was, like... That was one of the one of the big things, but again, there is there is some uh, you know science in that direction in terms of like you, you being able to uh, you know you know really like absorb and synthesize protein you know in a certain amount of time, but um, you know it was so exaggerated to where like we were, we were so yeah. scared of like losing everything. Yeah, no, they find that if you're going to work out again, you want to eat post workout, um, otherwise your body replenishes things and it doesn't really mm-hmm. make a difference. But here's why I like. Sometimes like the, the, the bro science of eating a post-workout meal. When you're working out, if, you know, especially if you're lifting weights, I should say, because some forms of exercise are not like this, but when you're lifting weights, it's a very sympathetic act, right? You're, you're in the gym, you're lifting heavy, you're pushing weight, you're sympathetic in the sense that it's that, it's that fight or flight. You want to be amped when you lift weights. There's definitely ways you can lift weights where you're super relaxed and it's more meditative and it's like what Paul Check calls working in. But for the most part, when you lift weights, it's a sympathetic uh, autonomic system. You're amped. You might even have had pre-workout or caffeine beforehand. You're lifting heavy. You're pushing your body. And that's the breakdown. Uh, that's when you're breaking things down. That's what sympathetic is. Break things down, burn things up. It's fight or flight. Parasympathetic is the other side of the coin where your body's recuperating and resting and digesting. So sleep is a classic parasympathetic. When you're sleeping, your body's trying to repair and rebuild. Post-workout, and this is one of the side effects of eating post-workout, if you do it the right way. Post-workout, one of your goals should be to go from sympathetic to parasympathetic in a a nice fashion. You want to now, now that you're done working out, you want to get out of that amped up, I'm trying to break things down, 
you know, uh, part of your system and you want to go into the rest and repair part of your system. And food helps with that. Um, but you got to do it the right way. So if you finish your work on your amped as fuck and then you just fucking you slam. slam a yeah, shake, that's not going to really put you in that state. No, or slam your food real quick before yeah. you got to go, you know, hang out with your buddies or go train a client or something. Um, you're going to lose some of that. But if you treat it right and after your workout, you sit down for 20, 30 minutes, yeah. relax, turn off the music, no distractions, no phone, um, just let yourself be quiet. Make sure you chew your food. You don't wash it down with your water because you're not trying to eat it in five seconds. And just enjoy yourself. That process of eating the food itself um, and the process of eating properly brings your body into more of a parasympathetic state. And let me tell you something. makes a difference. Aids in recovery. It actually makes a difference. I would have clients do this, and I did this myself. There was a big change. I remember when I was figuring out my gut issues, one of the things I was told was, hey, after you eat, after your workout, Sit your ass down. Don't be on your phone or the computer. Turn off the music. Chew your food and allow yourself to eat slowly and relax. And I thought that was a silly thing. But when I did it, I noticed my gut health got better and I noticed my digestion was better. And then after doing it after a while, I started to notice, oh, I'm, I'm kind of recovering better. And it makes a lot of sense. So there's a, there's another piece of bro science. Yeah, they're all popping in my head now that we're finally talking about this. Uh, the other one that I really um, enjoyed and I haven't utilized in a while, but- uh, carb cycling. Um, carb cycling is extremely popular in the bodybuilding bro world and in the athletic world too. And this and the the science behind it's been debated and argued exactly why it's so beneficial. But personally, the things that I liked that it, it just taught me a lot about how the uh, the carbs affected my body because I was so consistent for such a long period of time of okay, I, I'm going to eat this many carbs on this day, this many carbs on that day, this many carbs on this day, then I'm going to start back over on here. And I could, and when you've done that for weeks on weeks on weeks and you're consistently training, uh, it starts to reveal a lot of things about how much does my body need to go into a workout. Do I need 50 to 100 grams to get a really good workout or does my body only really need about 50 to 75? And mm-hmm. you know where where do I get these massive pumps from or where where do I overdo it when I feed too many carbs in there? So just the tracking and the manipulating of the carbs in a structured fashion taught me a lot about my body and how it responds to these carbs, not only just how it responds performance-wise, but also how it looks mm-hmm. differently based off of my carb intake and and then also with the water and stuff. So that was a- Oh, that- I love carb cycling. Um, you know, there's, a, there's only a handful of clients that uh, Jessica and I coach, and I almost always, not always because there's a lot of individual variants, but I almost always have them- manipulate their carbohydrates throughout the week. And a lot of the reason, it's not because of some fat loss secret from the carbs or anything like that. Um, I mean, you can make that argument. There's some science to support it, but that's not really why I do it. The reason why I do it is, is I think, for the same reasons that, that you might have done, Adam, is you notice how your body feels. You can pay attention to how mm-hmm. foods... You know, if you eat the same shit all the time, it's very difficult to identify what's making you feel a particular way. But if you cycle macros, and carbohydrates are an easy one to cycle because they're not essential. Like you could cycle fats and proteins, but those are essential macronutrients. You can cycle carbs and be okay. You can really see how it affects your body and how you feel. And it also uh-huh. more closely mimics, and this is the main reason why I do it with people, it more closely mimics real life. And so what I'm doing with people when I'm telling them to eat macros a particular way is I'm slowly getting to the point where they can get used to and manage 
how real life works where sometimes I'm going to eat more of a particular macronutrient and more calories and other times I'm going to eat less and I want to know how I feel. Well, if I was to approach it, you know, now with, if I was to be in any athletic like pursuit, I know for me, like I've done it a few times where I've like played in a basketball game or I've actually, um, I did this going into that like uh, reunion game that I played in for football, but to deprive myself of carbs, you know, a few days before the actual event. And then also like what the right amount of that carbohydrate intake was for me to feel like I was at my ultimate energy that I could pull from it. It was substantial. Like the, the, the difference that I felt when I, when I did that night, I led up into the actual game day event, um, it was like rocket fuel. So it's just, it, it was a process of weeks figuring out what the right amount was. But if you can really do that in terms of like stacking it up towards an event, it's very effective. I make it, I've made every client carb cycle. It's like part of the protocol. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you have to stay on a carb cycling diet with me. It's I, I, for these exact reasons we're talking about right now, I like to teach it. So those are all really good. Those are all, those are all bro sciencey things that I think have turned into an argument on yeah. is the science myth thing. not well, myth you know right. I think a lot of times the, the problem is is that you have a lot of anecdote of what works and then what happens is people try to explain while something works and that's why they fuck up but it doesn't fuck up the fact that it actually works right yeah. you know what I'm saying like like I'll, here's a great example um, I'll close I, I, I'll close off with this because I think this is a great example when 10 years ago or 15 years ago, a lot of wellness practitioners, people who really studied and focused on overall wellness, uh, which today now we know what that means, but back then it kind of sounded crazy, were, would talk about something called adrenal fatigue. And, and adrenal fatigue was just the name that they gave a, a list of symptoms that they were seeing in people. Excess fatigue, uh, inability to acclimate to different types of temperatures, uh, you know, what seemed like hormonal imbalances, like all there's a whole list. If you were to Google adrenal fatigue, you see this whole list of stuff. Now the medical community hammered on them because they these practitioners were saying, "Oh, you have all these symptoms. We think it's adrenal fatigue. We think your adrenals are getting fatigued." That's not what was happening. But the symptoms and the treatment was actually working very well. Now what we call it is HPA axis dysfunction, just a dysfunction between between the hypothalamus, the pituitary, and the adrenals. So it's not the adrenals were getting fatigued because then what they would do is they'd go get tested and their doctor would be like, no, your adrenals are producing plenty of hormones and cortisol, whatever. But it was when they were producing it and all the other hormones and the relationship to each other, that was what was important. So I just think that the bro sciences, they're trying to explain it like, oh, you know why small meals works for me? Because eating protein throughout the day speeds up my metabolism and I need, my body needs protein. It's like, no, that's wrong. But bro science may, might work for you because it's fucking hard to eat 6,000 calories in three meals. It's a calorie thing. Maybe that's why. you're getting it in. Next question is from underscore CM. What do you guys think about sweet sweat or any type of thermogenic body cream? <laughs> do, do you guys know how this long? still exists? I, you know what's funny? Fuck. I'm getting questions on sweet sweat today, and that shit has been around forever. Yeah. That stuff was, I remember the ads in old bodybuilding magazines that were even before my time, because I used to buy, if I could find an old bodybuilding magazine from the 80s, I'd fucking snatch it up when I was a kid. Mm. And I'd, you'd open the back, and it would be an ad for sweet sweat, and part of the reason why I remember these ads is because it was always a incredibly attractive woman, of course, um, and, and it would show her butt half the time. So I was like, "Oh, that's great, oh, interesting." So I remember that, and the the whole this must work. The whole premise of it was you rub this 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 cream on your body, and it increases the amount 
that you sweat depending on where you rubbed it and that meant that you burnt more body fat from the targeted area. This is how they would you actually know that sweat equals burning body fat. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I did so, not I didn't even know this stuff still exists. You guys remember these old ads? Yeah, yeah. but I yeah. thought that I thought this died a long time ago. No. So does it burn like you know like those old bombs like uh Tiger Bomb and uh you know Ben Gay and stuff like that that you just rub on yourself and yeah. it's like can, smells like a fucking medicine can you, cabinet. Can you read what's in it, Doug? I mean, what it what are they what what are they using that actually may have some sort of well, let's look, let's look at the is ingredients. Like ni- niacin in it or something? No, no, what is no. It, what no, does it have in no. it? Let's let's look at the ingredients. So uh, he's going to scroll. So it's, um, hold on. White snow. What the uh, fuck is that? Well, kids it's, can't no, do it. Cocaine? No, 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 hold on White snow. Hold <laughs> on. Let's some white snow. Yeah. No, no, no. This kids is in the system. Yeah, no but, shit, you rub yeah. some cocaine or acid all over your skin. It'll make you sweat. Now okay. Here, Cokehead now, cream. No, you guys got it. Okay, so this is what I thought. So first of all, I have a particular disdain for this shitty product okay because it's the, the the false promises that this product made back in the day are fucking silly and the reason why it's back is because they're effectively using uh instagram now they're using yeah. social media they're using and that in the fucking squeam and corset it's go with stupid it. so here's so here's one of the reasons why i can't stand them okay the first ingredient in there is ready for this white snow petroleum, petroleum. do you know what that means it's fucking petroleum. Yeah. You know why they put white snow in front of it? So to, it doesn't sound like petroleum. So it sounds fucking cool. You know what the yeah. second ingredient yeah. is? It's oil. The second ingredient is Brazilian Ooh. carnauba wax. Do you know what that is? It's wax. Wax. But of course, it's Brazilian, so it's different. Yeah, I mean, it's exotic. The Here's what it does, okay? Is it a side pulp? It's bullshit. <laughs> Coconut oil. Here's oh here's what it does. Rubbing shit on When them. you rub, do this with Vaseline. Rub this on your skin. Yeah. It... Per, it Traps heat there and makes your body think it needs to sweat more, and so you sweat more yeah, you because you so Vaseline. This huh? used yeah. to be an old school trick. Also, would be to rub Vaseline all over your body and then wrap Saran wrap around you. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah wrestlers used to do it to make weight. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. yeah, yes. Makes you sweat. Yeah, so lose water. So here's what it says. Right, it says targets slow to respond problem areas. I like how they're vague there, so they can get away with it. People think, oh, it helps me burn body fat. No, it doesn't. Helps fight against shin splints, muscle pulls, and strains. How I'm not sure how. Maybe maybe because it warms up the body. So yeah, that, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, Clean uh-huh. scent. Obviously, it doesn't have any smell because it's fucking Vaseline, which doesn't smell anything. No, this does nothing for you but make you sweat more in a particular area. Now, are there benefits to sweating more? When you go in a sauna... I don't know about. I mean, you'd have to rub your entire body down with this, and then maybe see some benefits. But right, like increasing your core temperature. Yeah, they're, they're, this does nothing. Have this you guys, does have nothing you guys for seen you. this on Instagram? Is it like a thing going around? It's growing yeah. now because of that. What? Homegirl uh, uh, promotes it. Uh, our our somebody the, we know the one with the the fake butt that you've. Uh, oh, stop it! What's her face is promoting this? Uh, Paige, yeah. Paige, Hathaway? Paige Hathaway. Yeah. Is she? Is it sweet sweat Fuck. that she's promoting? Yeah. Get That's out right. of here. You saw Lane's offenders. This was one of them. Oh, so. that that might be why it's getting. That's probably why it's getting some buzz. Yeah. No, n- nothing you can rub on your skin will burn body fat from that area. First off, if you rub something in your skin and it absorbs into your body, it becomes a systemic thing. It just goes into your body, so it's not going directly into that area in order to penetrate and get to the fat you'd have to really go uh you know pretty deep or whatever so no nothing burns body fat that way it'll make you sweat more so if you want to sweat sweat more in a particular area that might help 
there may be some temporary effects that people will get when they when they will rub stuff on like this and then they'll wrap it. You always ever see those wraps that some yeah. like women will do, uh-huh. and they'll notice that everything's smaller. That's a very very temporary effect. It does nothing to accelerate um, a fat loss. Um, there's literally nothing you can rub on your body that can accelerate your progress. Now you brought up something like uh, Tiger Balm and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Now those work at alleviating pain because they send a competing signal to the brain, and so it kind of confuses your pain signal. Hmm. So when I rub, you know, Ben Gay or something on my elbow, the it, it, the whatever's it's in there, the noxious fumes too, like that it comes off. It's not the it? fumes. It's it, it does something to the sensors of the skin, hmm. and it tricks your body into thinking it's cold or hot. And then that becomes a competing signal with the pain that you feel. And so, in, in essence, it doesn't take care of the pain. It's like rerouting the signal. You perceive the pain as being less painful, mm. if that makes any sense. Uh-huh. But sweet sweat doesn't do that either. It's just literally... It's just Vaseline. It, yeah, it's literally you're, you're rubbing it on, and then it makes you sweat more. And this shit's been around. I think sweet sweat originally started in the 80s or maybe even the 70s, and now it's I saw him at the Fit Expo, and I, I was like, what is this? And it's, yeah, it's all just, I, I thought it was just like a rebrand of some old shit that it was is. out there. Yeah. It is, and you're going to see it continue to cycle because it's an easy thing to sell. Yeah. Here, rub this on this area, makes you sweat. Rub therefore, that, put some stem on it, you know, like give me all the shortcuts, man. And if you try this, if you're like a consumer that's not very informed, and you try this out, and then you're gonna be like, "It does work." I did yeah. sweat a lot for one day on my legs because I put it on my legs, or I did sweat a lot on the back of my arms because I put yeah. it on the back of my arms. And you're gonna feel like it's actually working when Genius. it's doing absolutely nothing for you. If you put something like this over your whole body and you work out, you actually run the risk of overheating mm. uh, because your 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 body thing. If you want to sweat, go in the sauna. That's that's yeah. my advice. This stuff is a waste of money. All right, our next question is from Polly K ninety three. So here's a scenario. You three are in a Hunger uh, hunger Games-style fight to the death. Oh, man. <laughs> what are your strengths and weaknesses, and most importantly, who wins? I think it's obvious <laughs> I win, but I don't know what... Dude, you would... Is it obvious? 100% mm. get last place. Yeah. What? 100%. You're a big target, you're dude. The, you're, the, you're the most bougie uh, person in this room. You're no going to break an ankle way, like somewhere. No way you would live in the jungle no with it, no bed, yeah. no fucking comfortable AC... <laughs> No nothing. <laughs> Sleeping on the dirt. Yeah, this shit. is like the jungle. Like, you would you kill yourself. You would, of, you would murder yeah. yourself. All of that being true. <laughs> like, all yeah. of that being true. <laughs> I my, can't handle it. My, my competitive spirit trumps all. That's yeah, exactly yeah. right. My, com- that. my competitive spirit would trump all of that shit. I just, I want to win so bad, dude. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah well, let's know. talk about strengths and weaknesses. That's definitely one of your weaknesses. Yeah, for sure. My, yeah, for sure. My weakness yeah. is I don't do well sleeping on, on the ground. Yeah. So that would right. be, that would be yeah. tough for yeah. me. I, I would say Justin has a strength. He's got a lot of, he's got more stored energy so he can survive without <laughs> I food. Do. I could, I could hide out and I'm good at living in the woods. You so, go the furthest without are, eating. These are, these are two big factors. Yeah, but that same thing too also slows him down and maybe. so if, if we if we have an if we have to get from like in hunger games we have to get from one area to another area which is miles away yeah he's gonna have to stop and there's not a lot of cheese See, i feel like a lot of cheese farms well, on the gonna say, I'll, 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 I'll get like i might have like hunger groans you know like, oh, <laughs> yeah. that's i i was i feel myself i feel like i could trick justin i feel like i could get like some cheese and make a trap <laughs> 
and just leave it, you oh, know? Yeah. And then that would be Sal, yeah. your, we- oh, your weaknesses is you would try to be too analytical and overthink things. Justin and I just come in and yeah, kill you. Yeah, he, he's sitting there drawing a plan yeah. and I just stab him. Right, exactly. Yeah. He'd be you, trying to he'd be trying to science it. He's you know like, yeah, he's got like, the stick, it's all trying to work it out on the beach. Clubbed over the head you know? for me. Yeah, <laughs> I just shoot an arrow right in his head. No, I don't think so. I think I would I would I would do such a good job of convincing you guys to kill each other mm. that I would be <laughs> you would you know, rely I'd, on I'd that. I'd go yeah, I'd go up to one of you guys and be like, Justin, listen, we're gonna you partner would rely up. on manipulation, yeah, huh? Like we're gonna partner up, we're gonna kill Adam, and then I go to Adam, Adam, we're gonna partner up, we're gonna kill Justin. Like, and then I'd let you guys like, listen, guys, we gotta work together and, and overthrow the system. And then, and then while you're us. while yeah. you're fighting, yeah. you know, whoever wins, the other guy's gonna be injured, and then yeah. I'm gonna run in and take take what advantage. If, yeah, but what if other people get introduced like in the Hunger Games, they just start like bringing people in. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, uh, we might band together at that point. We, we would probably. I would hate to be do that shit, man. Have you ever watched those shows on uh, Discovery where they throw people out in the wilderness? Yeah, and they're naked. Oh, uh, naked and afraid. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we always get some is the bugs. Oh. You can't account for the bugs. Like being eating like these little bugs eating you all night long and not having sleep is like that's my that's weakness. torture. That'd be my weakness. Yeah. yeah, I've seen what was I watched the whole season of. Um, is it called alone? Alone. Oh, what's yeah. what's the one that it's on the it's on the uh, I think it's over in either in Canada or Alaska. I forget where they're at, but it's like right on the coast. They drop them off, and it's you know there's I think there's there's bears out there and all kinds of wildlife that's dangerous, and there's nothing out there, and they don't get anything. They get, I think they get like two tools. They get like a hammer and some shit, like a little, and then the rest, <laughs> they have to figure it out. And it's who can last on the island the longest. Um, and the things that you see uh, actually get a lot of people is just flat out weather and hunger. You know, so most yeah, pe- cold, lack of sleep. You yeah. just lose your mind. Yeah, most people just cannot handle. Yeah, it is alone in Mongolia. So yeah, they bounce Mongolia. around. They oh, go to man. different places. Fuck that. that would be gnarly. You so know what you learned? I, the first season was actually it was really good because they don't they don't what they do is they put you on separate parts of the island, and they don't tell you when somebody goes off. So you you could you you're competing. So you could have won in a week, but you're like you have no idea. No no no. As soon as you win, you know. But oh, okay. you there you could it could be down to you and like there was ten of us. It could be down to you and I, and I don't know. It's just you and I. I think it's still ten of us still left on the yeah, island. That is the psychological motherfucker. Right. right that's there. what gets you. Like because yeah. if think about that, if you know that you've made it all the way to the last guy, outlasting the last guy is a lot easier than going like. Fuck! I've been on here for thirty oh, days, and dude, I, that that brings a whole new like amount of energy. If you know, like a couple of people have dropped off, you know, it's just you versus like one, two other people. Like I'm like, oh, I'm staying in this. Yeah, but they I, don't. Yeah, they I don't need give, that. They don't, don't pay give enough them money. Fuck yeah. no, they don't give enough Forget money it. for this shit. I think they only get like a million. That's it, bro. You yeah. you figure out after taxes, fucking five hundred grand for that. <laughs> fuck that, bro. You, you're not gonna live in California with that. So fuck you yeah, right. Kansas. You, you, know? you do something like that. You you learn real quick how fucking unforgiving and crazy real yeah. natural life like is. Like nature will fuck you. Yeah, we, we, we're so spoiled and we think we're so whatever. Like we have no idea. Like The nature of, of mankind is grinding difficulty yeah. and poverty. Yeah. That's the nature of it. We have, to, it's crazy that society, how organized it is. It's insane if you really think about it because that yeah. shit right there, that's real life. I want to take everybody that argues on Twitter all day and just do this to them. You know? Put them out there. Yeah, and like, like, go figure it out. Let's see how long, see how, see how long you're going to be angry. You yeah, know, with everybody. Well, you know, um, I looked this up one time. The the longest fat, because one of the problems is food, right? And n- none of us in this room know how to get food in the wilderness. We think we do, but we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Oh, the, I, know, I know, bro. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> the longest that somebody fasted for, do you guys know what the, the record was? No food at all. Hmm. 
40 days and 40 nights? No. <laughs> 100? I, over a year. Over a year? A severely, oh, a severely super obese, obese. I heard about yeah, this. Yeah, a super obese guy. He's ate himself. Didn't eat for a full year and had no ill wow. effects. Drank water, everything like that. No shit, I've never heard of this. Uh-huh. He lasted, uh, I think it's a year or almost a year. Doesn't that defy any like every obesity clinics, you know, doctors managing the thing? Like they, they tell like that's like, they, they think they're going to go to cardiac arrest if they try and do something like that? I don't think it's, I'm pretty sure it's not recommended right. uh, that people do that. But That's fascinating. That's crazy though. Like yeah. Yeah, uh, That sounds so dangerous. Like, yeah, well you have that much that. stored energy, you yeah. know, um, but I, I don't recommend, I mean, please don't try anything crazy like that. But yeah, that's the, the longest recorded. Yeah, that's insane. So you take someone like that, that big, you put them on hunger, hunger styles, all they got to do is find water and hide. And just outlast. Everybody. Well, that's kind of how I feel about those mm, those game shows. Like, when I look at them, I'm like always the little brittle, skinny looking guys never making it. It's like, dude, you just don't have enough stored energy. Like you, that would be advantageous yeah. for sure in a show like and that. And they expend it too much, like, yeah. too soon. Right. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. seen that all the time. You get this big guy on there that's like all macho about like the, like now nah, be fine. I don't need a fire tonight. You know. And then he's just fuck. Ah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to go home. Or think about this: like, if you don't, if you don't know how to hunt uh, or catch food efficiently, you could very well burn more calories than you consume with the food no, that you what, kill. That's what happens on this show. What yeah. ends up like happening? You're fighting so hard. A lot for of these guys fish, are tr- trying to, you know, and you don't know where you're at. So, like, you don't know where the fishing holes are. Like, you're just you go out to the water and hope to God that you picked an area where there there is fish. But a lot of these guys, and they don't give them a pole. They don't give. Them, they have to make it. So try making a fishing line, hook, and pole from shit that's out in the forest, and then also finding a place where a fish would even consider biting. Oh yeah. man, dude! It's so a lot of these dudes couldn't even get the the real food like a, a fish or a squirrel or a fucking rabbit. They're eating bugs. Uh, yeah, yeah, like shrubs or, yeah. or grubs or whatever. Yeah, they're living off of yeah. off of bugs and like you know miner's lettuce and shit like that, dude. They're not. That's even the original it. paleo diet, by the way. Right. People are like, I eat uh, like uh, I like to eat like prehistoric, you know, a Paleolithic man. Uh, oh, makes do me healthy. you? Oh, you like maggots? Oh, yeah. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Huh? When's uh, the last time? When's the last time you ate a cockroach? Yeah. yeah exactly. When's the last time you ate your dead friend? Because that's that's <laughs> yeah, what that, they did back then. Uh, that's true paleo. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Look, if you go to mindpumpfree.com, you can download any of our guides for free. We have a ton of them there, and they all cost nothing. Also, if you want to know more about your favorite Mind Pump hosts, you can find our own social media pages on Instagram. So you can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin. My page is Mind Pump Sal, and Adam is Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.